Hey there, horror movie fans. Welcome back to Here's an Amy Horror Movie Podcast. Now, today we're going to talk about the Wrong Turn franchise. Since the seventh installment is being released February 26, 2021, video on demand. Today I have a special guest and I will let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Devin and I'm just a horror movie lover. I go to UCF to make movies, so that is why I'm here. <laughs> I actually met Devin in, in my hometown before he ended up moving to Florida. So I'm really glad that we got to do this together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a shock because I think I was wearing like a horror movie shirt or something. Yeah, he was yeah. wearing a horror movie shirt. I commented on his shirt and I was like, I really like that. And you were like, thanks. And I was like, well, I'm a horror movie expert. You know, I, I have a podcast. You should listen to it. And I think that's kind of how all this began. And you actually went and you listened to it. and. Yep. Here we are. Yes, and I liked it. I like them very much, especially the Martyrs one. I think. Oh, so you did? Yeah. I'm glad. I was really excited for you because I know you had just gotten the mm -hmm. memorabilia for Martyrs. So I'm, yep. I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> one really cool thing about Devin that I really want to get into is he has a bunch of horror film memorabilia, which is something I definitely want to get into, but I know it does take years in the making. So props to you for that. I've been collecting since I was about eight years old. Um, I actually saw like the first movie I have, which was uh, Horror Hotel Christopher Lee that I bought at Dollar Tree. Oh uh, my God. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. It's still, <laughs> still my favorite movies. So. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my God. And I'm over here, five years old, six years old, starting out with the basic Chucky and Child's Play and moving up from the sci-fi shows from there. Oh, I so. actually just got all the Child's Play like last year. I was actually <sighs> really late on it. <laughs> you know what? It's I haven't even started, so you're better off than I am, but... I guess from what I wanted to start with, I know the seventh installment is coming out and I've tried my absolute hardest to stay away from any type of spoilers or anything, even though people have already seen the movie and have been releasing reviews on it, which I, till this day, don't know how they have access yeah, to Yeah, I it. didn't even see where... There's no VOD, the VOD date yeah. is not until, and not until like another week or two, even though they lied to us telling us that it was being released January 26th and then was like, well, it's only gonna be, re be released in the movies for one day. And then you're gonna have to wait an entire month to be able to rent it. No, they're doing another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but they've gone through three different directors. Which because is nobody kinda, wants to take on that project. Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of what I've heard that happened in this movie, that there's been so many change of hands that has been mm -hmm. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but from what I'm understanding, it's not the worst. So that's actually a perfect transition in. I really wanted to oh, get your oh, best okay. to worst, <laughs> best to worst, I guess, ranking of the franchise, which I know this new installment is not going to be the worst compared to number six, which I already gave my worst one. I think number six, hands down, is the worst. And yeah. since I'm already blabbering, I might as well just say my tops to bottoms. <laughs> and... First and foremost, this is probably one of my favorite horror franchises out there just because of how, I guess, ridiculous and bloody and just mindless that it is. And there's really not a purpose to these films, but to see how much gore you can put on a screen as the franchise continues. Yep. But this is going to sound weird, and I've never said this before in my life, but I love the first movie, but I still think, hands down, the second movie is yes! the best. <laughs> That was my number one. <laughs> Is that why you were telling me earlier, like, you're going to think I'm weird? I promise I am the same way. I have yeah. never said that before. Yeah. Ever. 
Okay. Yeah, sorry. Continue on. Yeah, number two. <laughs> number two and then number one. Yeah. Is that the same for you? Yeah. Oh, two. wow. That's incredible. So number two, number one. And then uh, I have to say number five. I okay. actually enjoy number five, then number four, then number three, and then number, honestly, I lied. Number three and number six are so bad that I, I count both of them together as my last. I can't even say that the third's better than the sixth. They're both equally as trash. So yeah. I'm going to put them in one category together. So second, first, fifth, fourth, third, sixth together. What's yours? I did number two for Henry Rollins. Uh, and also just for the fact that it goes... It, to me, it feels just like an 80s horror movie. There's boobs within the first five minutes. Someone gets decapitated. Like, there's an arrow through the girl's nipple. Uh, mm. Then there's the weird cannibal sex scenes with... Oh, my God, yes. Uh, like, the woman's hair. Uh, I just... I love to end in the fact that Henry Rollins just goes zero to commando and 25. I don't know. I thought it was just super hilarious. Um, then Wrong Turn 1. There's like there's one reason why I hate Wrong Turn One is because mm -hmm. I wanted all those people to die, like I could not stand that uh, the two characters, which was the because um, looking at my computer screen right now, it was the ones that just got engaged. Uh, it mm -hmm. was the, it was the woman that played on Don't Mess with the Zohan the other yes. day. Just, mm -hmm. I just why she keeps on trying to use the bathroom in this house. That was the only part I hated, mm -hmm. and then they let her. Uh, and then, so two, one, I'm going to go with, I, I like five, five was cool. And then I did four and then I'm going to go with six. And then the absolute worst one that I've ever seen was like three. Yeah, it was really bad. It had three, no purpose being there at all. <laughs> three, why they just, uh, I'm like, normally I'm all for elements of like, you know, not killing the bad guy right off. But when you have about 10 different opportunities to shoot the bad guy, uh, yeah. It's like, why, why are we stalling? It's what horror films <laughs> do. It, it wouldn't be a horror film if they didn't do something like that. So I understand, I guess it's yeah, element. I, it was... I, I think the worst part of it for me was the very, very end of that movie. Like, where they, they let the bad guy go or something. <laughs> so he let the dude go. He's like, You're clearly not a murderer. Let's him go. And then the guy goes back, gets the money, and all of a sudden the dude just like comes back and shoots him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hated three. I bought the three pack a few years ago and I just rented okay. the other ones. So. Okay, but can we just address? Like, I want to get to the good stuff, but I just. I have to address number six. Like, I don't, it's, number six has such a hatred in my heart. I think that they took the element of the subgenre torture porn and took it straight to heart. Yeah. I think that there was no reason to try to give this mindless series that worked on its own being mindless with unsympathetic character types with a story that reminds me of like the cynical version of Na National Lampoon's Vacation. And they yep. try to give it this whole story plot and try to make these characters more humanistic, like humanistic. And it didn't work. And yeah. I think that's why they made a seventh installment to fix that sixth installment because it was so bad. 
so I almost wonder if there's like two things because I, I think I like I've I've watched Wrong Turn six like I've tried to get through it. I don't think I've actually ever seen the ending because I've fallen asleep every single time. And that's the only wrong term movie why I can't make it to the end. Like, I fall asleep about halfway through, and I just kind of look up the ending, which I know sounds really disappointing, but it, I, I can't even make it through. And I actually found out why that is. Um, because if uh, if you've seen, I don't know if you've seen all the Hellraisers. Mm -mm. So, one through four was actually written as Hellraiser scripts. The other ones were Miramax taking these other horror movies and say the only way to do them is if you put Pinhead in it and mark it as a Hellraiser movie. Mm. So I feel like Wrong Turn 6, 5, I want, I want to say like, I want to say 3 through 6 probably had it to where they weren't meant to be Wrong Turn scripts. Mm -hmm. Just because especially Wrong Turn 3 doesn't seem like a Wrong Turn movie. Neither does 6 and those are the ones that just don't even fit the ploy of it at all so i really do believe that they weren't even meant to be wrong turn movies i completely agree I, I you know you you know what this reminds me of that i always tell my colleagues is that i feel that some movies have such a horrible end film like mm -hmm. final destination 4 it was titled yes. the final destination supposing to be the last franchise uh film for the final destination Mm -hmm. Then they had to come out with the fifth one because the fourth one did so horribly. They yes. had to redeem themselves in the in the fifth movie, which was just as awful except for the ending, which is the only reason they were able to close off that entire film was because of the ending of that movie. Yeah. I think Wrong Turn is making up for how absolutely disgraceful that it did. Yeah, it, it was. And I mean, like, going back to... I really wish they just kind of ended it after the second one. Mm -hmm. Because I thought it was cool. The second one I saw was cool how they had just like the whole cannibal family when Henry Rollins goes into the house and you realize that's the dude who started like the cannibal clan. He was the father. He was just drinking his Pepto-Bismol. He's the guy from the first movie. Yeah, he was there. Which also just to meet him drinking Pepto-Bismol for his own team is just hilarious. Uh and I feel like that was cool. And then when you get into, even like Wrong Turn, there was just two cannibals, I think. The like first the movie. And the third one, there was only just mm -hmm. Sawtooth and the Sun. Was Three Fingers in the third one? Yeah, yeah, Three Fingers, not Sawtooth. It was Three Fingers. Yeah. I know he survived most of them. Uh, and Sawtooth was in the fourth. And That's in the it. first movie, they had like the one-eyed and... They had another character, one eye, three fingers, and they had Sawtooth in the first. But I know that some have passed away yeah, so in the th other movies and still have come back, kind of like Michael Myers. So it's not yeah. surprising to me. One thing I actually did like about three, that it's a theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but the baby that was found at the end of two, I mm -hmm. think it was, that had like the weird face looking. It was the second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the second. In the third one, the child hillbilly person had the same face. Oh, so they probably tried to incorporate that character grown up yeah, into that movie. That's the only thing I take away from that movie that I thought was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. Sometimes movies only have one good trope to them, and then yeah. the rest is absolute. Like I said, Pack the Final Destination 5, 
The whole movie was horrible, except for the ending that made it a prequel to the first movie. That is the only good thing that came out of that movie, and that's... No, Final Destination... I mean, uh, sorry, Wrong Turn 6 had absolutely no good... I have such... You don't understand, Devin. I have such a hatred. I have such a hatred for that sixth movie. It was so irrelevant. It was so... It reminded me of the Texas Chainsaw remake. Do you know what I'm talking about? With the idea of, like, you get, you're an heir to this estate. You have a family oh, you don't yeah, know yeah. about. Like, we're just, yeah. stealing, we're just stealing tropes again. This is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Well, see, that's also, like, one thing that I didn't like, especially, it was, it was especially on five, like, Bloodlines and Bloody Beginnings. It, well, it was more so Bloody Beginnings that it was, uh, I think four was my biggest issue with this, three and four was because in the first one they're like 50 miles from civilization right like they're in the middle of nowhere if i'm not mistaken even two is the same thing but when you get into like three and four even five if you're talking about civilization they're like like in a town Mm -hmm. right and then so my thing was how 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 are they not arrested uh, um, well, the fifth one, they give him justification. For the fifth one, it's it's this hillbilly, uh, right. inbred type of festival, this cynical-looking yeah. festival that they're doing. But the third movie, third movie is so its own film. It's like yeah. Halloween three. It has nothing to do with the franchise. And then you have the fourth movie where they try to they try to give a backstory of hey they went to this insane asylum. I yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was yeah. pretty interesting. The deaths were very fun with that uh, classical-looking montage that they did. I yeah. thought it was pretty fun, and I really did enjoy the montage that they gave. I like that a lot too. I I did like the whole insane asylum in Bloody Beginnings because uh, to me it was kind of on it. I I thought it was actually like not that bad. Um, so I did understand that, but I just I don't know. I, I really hate how they went into like civilization mm-hmm. <laughs> and because i one of the reasons why i like wrong turn is because you have like i've always enjoyed the concept of like the no law aspect or like there are these civilizations where there is nothing but chaos where like morality is essentially what you make it mm-hmm. kind of like if it's like they're clearly with you know, in Wrong Turn 2, where you had the two, uh, the two um, incestuous siblings, like, having sex, it goes, that's, like, that's probably, honestly, normal to them, because they don't know anything else. They don't know any better than that. Yeah, they don't know any better, so, like, killing and all that stuff is what I, what I enjoy from, because that's how their society is, kind of like how I play you this seen, uh, Green Inferno, is it yeah. similar, similar concept to that? Yeah. Uh, much like this video game I play called Outlast, it's the same thing. Like you don't know what's going on beyond these walls, and that's where it kind of lost me. Uh, like I understand the insane asylum because I was like, okay, they've been civilized to it to an effect because they've seen other humans work, so I get that. But I don't know. Uh, to me, it just it felt like going into just something like you're reaching for the franchise. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I think that there is a lot wrong, but I also think there's a lot right with the franchise. Um, of course, anything I say is 
excluding the third and the sixth film. But I definitely think that the first film, I think that the whole entire series did not give us developed characters. And I think it worked for the series because I don't think the series takes itself very seriously. So I don't think as an audience member, we should take it very seriously in terms of like these teens that are going and getting killed. So the first movie, I think, did the best job and maybe probably the second did the best job of like actually trying to develop some character type. Mostly the second movie with them sitting around the fire being cannibals uh, without realizing that they're being cannibals with the meat that they found, which is from the victim in the very beginning. And they're sitting around. I think it's so ironic, this entire scene. And they're talking about what they want to do with the money since the first since the second film focuses around this survival show. Mm -hmm. And. I think that that's probably the closest we'll get to any type of character development and just like humanistic approach to these actual characters. And the first film, I think, did a pretty good job because the characters were not total jerks and not total like skeeves, except for maybe the two yeah. original killings who were actually two original ca- cast members from Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead, the remake version. And I they were actually, that's where they were from. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. both from Dawn of the Dead. They were both lovers in Dawn of the Dead as well. And they were both actually my favorite characters in Dawn of the Dead. And okay. then in this movie, they were complete trash. So I thought it was a very interesting like dynamic how they approached them. Uh, the remake, not the original yeah. uh, by Giorgio Romero. Well, and <laughs> yeah, but I think that the first movie kind of brought about this new type of type of uh, horror subgenre with looking at inbred cannibal hillbillies. I feel like we haven't seen that in a very long time when it comes to that type. And it came out around the same time as Saw and Final Destination. So torture porn and gore were kind of a big thing at that time. So it made sense, even though the first movie didn't approach gore as much as its uh, counterparts, which that's usually how it goes in a franchise. The first movie is not going to be as gory as the rest of the franchise is going to be. It came out before Hills Have Eyes, I think. It came out in 2003. And Hills Have Eyes was... Late. I think a little bit later. I think it was like well, the, the remake, the remake, not the original. Yeah, the remake, mm-hmm. yeah not the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I really enjoyed the killings, mostly in the second movie. I think that the killings were phenomenal. From the opening scene. Yeah. From the opening scene of the cameo of... What's her name? Uh, she, was an, she was an American Idol contestant. Uh, she played a cameo of herself, but a little bit, obviously, distinctly different. And her initial half-slice death was phenomenal intro into this this movie. And then we get from the double, like, narrow-arrowed death of the two characters that hated each other, and then we realize, hey, they actually have some type of care for each other by the end of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like... So speaking of characters, one thing I did like about the second one was the guy who was a football star who hurt his shoulder and mm-hmm. then, like, you know, saving the girl with a bad shoulder. I thought that was cool. Um, oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, did. yeah. I love that. Yeah, because he, like, dislocated it or something like that. And then um, so there's that. Uh, I just, I absolutely hated the, like, engaged couple in the first one they just I don't, I don't think they would ever be together in real life like these unrealistic people, it was super unrealistic like i would have rather seen the two people we're talking about the uh the first people that died in a group of friends i'd rather see them survive and go through mm-hmm. than like the other two people uh and also i don't know what it is because i i can never pronounce her name right but it's the girl it was the the hispanic girl who was engaged 
She's always I, I stupid. Can't she's it always stupid. Like in every like real life, I'm sure she's very smart, but in every movie, she's always just really dumb. It's like she's like Anna Ferris, always getting typecasted. Because she's she's a good actress, but just her character was so bad, I hated it. And that's honestly what killed the first wrong turn for me. It was just those wow. two people. Uh but I really did like in the second one was like the it was the over egotistical he was he was like the sexist guy who kept on hitting on the lesbian girls like oh that's very hot stuff like that but like i didn't want him to die because i just mm -hmm. thought he was kind of funny mm -hmm. but then at the end we're like he's like oh i respect women now uh <laughs> um which i thought was pretty funny but it, it worked oddly in a, in a weird way for it um and then speaking of like deaths and kills i will give wrong turn three credit and discredit for this as well okay. the because i felt like the trap was so elaborate that this inbred redneck could not think of it it was the tow mm -hmm. truck scene where the guy who hijacks the car walks up and like the net of barbed wire just picks him up that I, just cool. I just don't feel like he could create that so you're giving it credit, but discredit. Credit as in it was a cool death scene, but discredit because there's no way in hell they could actually do something. Yeah, like there's that. no way that this like that this guy with no, I highly doubt any engineering education developed that. Well, here's the thing: if you're if we're gonna say it like that, then Wrong Turn Five you probably hated because in Wrong yeah. Turn Five, there I think Wrong Turn Five had the funniest scenes, the it funniest did. death scenes. Hands down, I have to give it to Wrong Turn 5 because that was hilarious. The the scene where they're on, I believe the football, I believe it's a, a soccer, a soccer field yep. after they had kidnapped them and literally buried him with only his head shown for a decapitation scene with a bulldozer. And then same with the other guy who was chained. I think the bulldozing scene was phenomenal. I think I the... Yeah, and then the scene where they tried to pull off a hitcher. You know the movie The Hitcher? Yeah. They tried to pull off the hitcher scene with the jock. Yeah. And then the blind the blind girl scene where they blinded her. I think she's very idiotic in what she was doing. I get the fear aspect, but there's also a level of common sense. So when she went blind, that was a pretty intense scene. At that point, I would have just rather have been killed. Yeah. And then I think those were the funny. And then the the police officer's husband who was tied into the car and as soon as she opened the door he was spliced so i think wrong turns five deaths were probably the most creative or fun to watch um i didn't care for any of the characters i didn't care who lived who died but i definitely found the deaths to be very enjoyable especially because everybody dies yeah that, like spoiler sorry but everybody yeah, dies in the fifth movie that, that's all i was and the thing is like i still i don't know uh I just, they still weren't, like, super, like, they were elaborate, but it wasn't anything like how weird that one death in three was with just making a netting and stuff like that. Like, I still thought it was cool, but then I can also justify the deaths of the bulldozer and the blindness because with them being so close to civilization, they could learn something, you know. So I think there's that aspect of growing or, or whatever. But um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I I like five just for the deaths. I didn't think 
I didn't really get an over elaborate. I just, I also just have a undying hatred of three. <laughs> um, I think with the wrong turn series, there's, there's no way to over elaborate. There's nothing to elaborate for these films. Yeah. I it's think like, the it's only like Saul yeah. when you go into like Saul Five, where it's there's just no way this. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to we need to talk about the Saw franchise one day. Saw two still has this image in my head that I will never forget. But we'll we'll, we'll have to get yeah. into that one day. Yeah. I don't know if you know what scene I'm talking about in Saw two, but I've seen Saw two like 15 million times. So if you had to guess which one, uh, there's one scene that gets to me till this day. I just I can't. I'm, I'm gonna assume needle scene. No, it's actually the the needle scene. Is that what you said? And the like when she gets dropped in. That is the exact scene. That scene till this day, I could see yeah. blood, I could see guts. It was over for me. I was like, I can't. Yeah. It's too much. Oh, uh, but... fun fact about that. Sorry to segue. That was filmed in the studio. Really? All yeah. that. All that set was created. Wow, that's. I'll never understand those logistics. Hopefully, one day when I make my own yeah. horror film, one day I'll understand it. But I still try as much as possible to stay away from any type of CGI or any type of just excess work, even uh, though that was very common in the Wrong Turn series. They did a lot of behind the scenes, elaborate uh, uh, CGI and SFX work, which it yeah. worked for the franchise, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, it was like a good mixture of like them trying stuff. I, I will say this, uh, speaking of which, like locations. Um, I don't know where they were filmed at. I actually want, I didn't think about it till just now, but I will say this too, like get the feel of being in West Virginia. I think they did it perfectly. Uh, especially one thing that I, that I did love about the first one was where they're in the watchtower and they're overlooking mm -hmm. the, um, like the, the forest, which clearly that. Oh, that was tell. green screen. Yeah. hundred percent yeah, green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly it was green screen. But I enjoyed just the show of how vast we're like, oh, yeah, we're royally screwed because there is nothing. And I think that was the fear that they got in the first one where the fear wasn't exactly the the rednecks. It was entrapment. It was entrapment. Like, yeah, there's nowhere to go. Because much like going back to the third one, cause it's kind of like they did opposite of everything that the first one was where that the correctional officer knew where to go. So he knew the woods, which also, if you knew the woods, how you didn't know these people were there. That was that was another thing. Yeah, you didn't scout it. Obviously, it's a yeah. horror film, so if they did all that, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. That's how it goes, but... Yeah. And, normally, and normally, that's my argument, but it's kind of like, that's just too much. I'm actually, I'm actually going to change up an order. I'll put five as... I'll put five as three. Really? <laughs> like three. Yeah, because like, the more I thought, the more I think about it, uh, like, I actually, I actually enjoyed five a lot more than I thought. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's just talking about it that you really put things into perspective. Yeah. But I think Wrong Turn 2 had the best cinematic work. I think that from what I understand, the director gave the cinematographer full access, like do whatever you want. I'm not going to question it. And that's exactly what the cinematographer did. And he killed it. The yeah, cinematographer. It, it, uh, I love that. I thought it was really cool because it reminded me of, another one of my favorite movies, which was the second Blair Witch. Um, what? I love Blair Witch too. I know, it's great. Yeah, it's okay. fantastic. I love it. Oh so okay. so the, the, the reason why is because, like, one thing I think they were trying to do with Wrong Turn 2 was 
because also Blair Witch was a UCF student project, so represent. Mm, uh, okay, but, that's why. But I love. I, I did love the second Blair Witch, but um, but the reason why I liked two was because I'm a found footage guy, and either found footage sucks or it doesn't. Okay. To where they had this reality show, so they incorporated the footage of the found footage, so to speak. So it switched from, you know, the cameraman that we don't know is there, but the actual movie to the camera shots that the people set up from their cameras. I actually like, so it's kind of like half and half. And that's why I like Blair Witch Project too, because it was like half found footage, half regular. Oh, that's just something I thought was really cool in Wrong Turn too, because if they're filming a reality show, we got to see some of how the reality show would work. Mm, half found footage, half actual footage. Oh yeah, yeah, I actually didn't even think about that approach. I, yeah. I do respect it, especially the the um the the girl who was the producer of the reality show, who we all thought was going to be the final girl. Yeah, that caught me. Yeah, that her me. death was pro. The all the deaths in that movie definitely took me by surprise. I didn't, I didn't really know who was going to be our final characters until closer to the end, because I I thought obviously. Maybe she would be the final girl. Maybe Henry Rollins would be maybe one of the final men or maybe have the sacrificial death at the end, but he didn't even get a proper sacrificial death. Yeah. He I didn't. Was, he yeah. just died. Yeah, I was hoping, like, I was A, either hoping Henry Rollins was going to die, like, right off the gate. Like, mm-hmm. he was, I was hoping he was going to be the dude, just have, like, a huge over-the-top death right off. And then when he blew up the guy in the cabin, I really hoped he, like... Would sacrifice himself and die. Would with the guy, yeah, or something like that. But his death was just... Inv- it was gruesome. It, it, it had no Wait, how did, significance. I, I, just, I just watched the movie, like, two days ago, and I can't even remember how he died, because that's how immemorable it was. It wasn't memorable. He literally got hit with two arrows, which is was, very typical. He, yeah, he got shot. And then a chain around his neck that he bled out to death. That was how he died. The okay. most unimpactful death in that entire yeah because like I, I just remember him getting shot with arrows and then that was yeah compared to all the other deaths in the series even the scalping of like the guy who's behind the scenes even his death was more memorable and we only met him once yeah you know it, it kind of sucks because like i said I, I instantly forgot how he died after the movie when because mm-hmm. of just everything else i uh yeah I think that one thing a lot of people who haven't seen the franchise should know, like this movie is heavily focused on like body horror with the subgenre of um, torture porn and focusing on inbred cannibal hillbillies uh, that happens in like West Virginia, the Appalachians or in an institution somewhere where it happens to be snowing terribly that day. I mean, this movie takes you on an entire adventure, but its main original concept was smart in its own yeah. ordeal and yep. i think that one thing that's really important to know i know that original is written by alan b um mcelroy but it was actually the same guy who uh helped with halloween 4 which i don't really care about halloween 4 but i'm just doing that was the, uh, alan daniel here yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> i don't see i don't really care much for halloween 4 i mean it's, it's an interesting concept but that's a whole nother whole nother talk but I really want to give credit to Shane Mahan, who was the SFX artist. Mm-hmm. He was actually remarkable since he 
the way he decided to go about the body, uh, you know, the embodiment and the dismemberment of the characters was more about medical records that he found and medical references that he oh, looked at. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it was more realistic based. And not only that, the way that they even brought about the hillbilly cannibal family was they actually gave them a type of stability and a type of kind of brain instead of being completely mindless since they did have their own family they did have their own kind of system that worked for them they, they weren't completely yeah like they, they did yeah they did yeah. communicate well like they communicated but it was very animalistic with their grunts and growls and but they understood like each that. other like yeah. they could communicate and that was very much represented in the second movie which i think you will appreciate which is the the texas chainsaw reference that they did yep. with uh, I believe her name was Nikki in the in the movie the the blonde the blonde girl, and she was kidnapped and taken to their table yep. for dinner where they said grace in their yep. in their own language and they tried to feed her which again yep. as a Texas Chainsaw guy I felt like you would have really appreciated I did. from the I, second I, movie. I thought that was cool because it just it really showed like how. Like you said, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference, but it also showed how much of just it really is just them, and so it goes to like almost almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre to where what they're not doing is wrong because they don't know of anything else. Like they're mm -hmm. protecting their own family, um, and that's that's what it's because if you if you look at how animals behave, it is it's basically sleep, eat, and and have sex and that's what they did they ate they slept and they had sex and they communicate through grunts and all that stuff so they're very much just animals very With, barbaric very barbaric yeah and that's why i really love the oddly enough like i i hate to say like the romance aspect of the second between like the two the brother two, and sister brother and sister because <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not saying incest is in the animal world i don't know it might be but to me, it brought up a very just like, I 100% feel like that's exactly how they'll go down because it makes sense. Because in the first one, they get to the house, the people are sleeping, mm. you know, and the whole point of them is to get food. So that, that's one thing I do give credit to on turn for is like these people, they're not even people, they're, they're animals, mm -hmm. you know. And so that, that is why I really just love the relationship aspect between all the killers. Mm. So. I think that. I think one thing after talking that made me realize that I didn't like about the fifth movie, um, and for the most part, I really did enjoy the fifth movie. I still would watch it till this day. But one thing I guess I, I'm not a fan of is that since these these group of people kind of have their own set of ways and set of life, when we get to the fifth movie, there's this man, like an actual, you know, human-looking man that's in society, and he's controlling over these hillbillies mm -hmm. and controlling over the cannibals even though there really is not much of a family left that's going on it's just him controlling them and i feel like that kind of degrades it kind of yeah. degrades the the significance of the hillbillies the significance of you know two uh three fingers you know i think that having him there kind of just downplayed the entire thing than how it should have been yeah and but. that also goes to why like it was why i like five just for the deaths because the story wasn't really that 
great. I'm also very curious because I know five was a prequel to the first one. What? Who said that? Yeah, so that's what they said. It's because I also looked it up. It's because even before I saw it, it said uh, there's a few times they're saying Bloody, Begin Bloody Beginnings was like the events to Wrong Turn in 2000. Oh, Bloody Beginnings is the fourth movie. No, Bloodlines, sorry. Bloodline, Bloodlines, Bloodlines. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh. No, wait, shit. Sorry. So it goes, it said, because I, I read about this one time. So it said the film was a sequel to Bloody Beginning. So five, five was a prequel to four. Four was a prequel to one. That's how, that's what they wanted to make it. Because I remember, if I remember correctly, it was weird because Bloody Beginnings and Bloodlines was like two prequels. It was odd. Because after I, I read that before I watched four and five. And so that kind of made me like, Oh, that's true. Or if someone just said that, this could be also loose. But I, I feel like mm -hmm. that the guy in Bloodlines who controlled the family, part of me wonders if it's the same old man from one, but oh, I don't know. God. I didn't uh, think about that. Yeah, so so, that, so that's where it was, because it got confusing, because I forgot four is the prequel to five. Five is the prequel to one. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, now that you say it, it does yeah. make sense. Four could be because they are in the asylum. They escape the asylum. They're still stuck in the asylum. The murders happen at four. Yeah. Then we move to five. They're not in the backwoods just yet, but they're still within civilization. And so they meet the man who kind of, I guess, helps them get to that level. So that's what number five is. And plus, it's just also during that festival. So it just happened to work out for them. Then when five finish, they probably go back to one. They finally have settled somewhere into the Appalachian Mountains and have finally started a family. The old man owns the gas station. Second movie follows that. The man, same one from the first movie, he ends up dying. There's still a family being present. That movie's done. Third movie, we don't even know where that came from. We're going to ignore it. Sixth movie, they try to give a whole backstory that has nothing to do with absolutely anything. Yeah. And they try to be like, Comparing four to five to one to two, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but yeah, the only thing I don't like about that is I wish they made a clear, distinct, like, time period. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really wish there was, like, a clear generation aspect between the two or It seems three? like they were all in the same generation, which wouldn't <laughs> add up to the man from the fifth movie to go back to the first. Yeah, but... that, that's the only thing that 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 I hate with it too. But then there's also an issue with one and two that I caught with the old man as well. Because in the second one, he said that like they're his sons and that that's his family. But at the end of the first one, when they pulled up in the truck, uh, the survivors pulled up in the truck to the gas station. The man hid from the truck. Like I don't think it was bad. Mm -hmm. But I, I full on intent, I full on believe that Wrong Turn was meant to not have sequels. From what I'm understanding, it's the yeah. same because every movie there's a new director. I don't believe that there's yeah, there, there is one of the that. Wrong Turns. Yeah, yeah. I think it is stated that there was no intent by the director to make a sequel to this series. I think that the first movie could have ended and been totally fine. But I yeah. also say the same thing with Final Destination. You know, these movies were not meant to have sequels these movies should have stayed where they were and called it a day but then again it's easy money it's easy money they have the rights to this franchise it was a success to begin with same with sharknado if you have the oh, access you yeah. make money 
yeah, Sharknado so, should have never even been made to begin with. But, you know, it, it works. It made money. And they're going to continue to make franchises. Rob Zombie's doing that with the Halloween series. He literally yeah. took an entire franchise of the Halloween series and is rebooting and making his own franchise to an already franchise. I mean, yeah. it, it's money. It's yeah. money. So here's something interesting I just pulled up, too. Rob Schmidt directed one. Joe Lynch did two. They claimed O'Brien did three through five. There's another one for six, another for seven. However, I'm looking at the producers. There are three producers. There are four producers on one. Two of those producers, one of them did one through six. The other producers is doing one through seven. Uh, and they had some that stuck around for three, five, and six. Like, it's kind of odd seeing how they are. Now, the guy who wrote the first one apparently wrote the seventh one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so, why every movie is different. It's, it's kind of like you're getting passed down, but you're allowed to take yeah. one character archetype with you, which is, in my opinion, is probably Three Fingers, who's survived most, if not all, of the, all yeah. of the franchise series. They're not giving away much information of how they're going to go about it, but I, from what I could tell from the trailer, I don't think we're going to have Inbred Hillbillies is my guess, uh, but I won't know that until the movie actually gets released. And I'm hoping that it's good enough to end the franchise. I love the franchise. Like, no matter oh, yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. saying in all of this, I enjoy the Wrong Turn franchise. I oh, yeah, would yeah, like, to watch it. Like, the only one I, I don't like watching is Six, because okay. I can never make it through Six. Like, I fall asleep, or I turn, like, I've, try, I've tried four times to make it through Six, mm-hmm. and I cannot make it through. Um, I think I think I made it through once. I was like thirteen. Oh, and it's horrible. I, and I can't it's do it. But one thing too that I'm looking up uh, is, co- is so apparently, you know, Summit like going to the nerd tech aspect of it. Summit Entertainment didn't went through six, but I think one of the reasons why the first one was so commercially successful, which I didn't realize this till just now, is 20th Century Fox released that one. I so, think the second came straight on DVD. I don't think it was released in uh, the any type second, of theater. The second one, I believe, was a theatrical release. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think the second one was, and then the third one was a straight through DVD. Oh, wow. Okay, it did. Yeah. Okay. So I know one of them did not. So I guess it was the third, which, thank God, they didn't do that to themselves. Um, so but all in all, like, regardless, I do love the series. Obviously... Everything I've said, I'm going to repeat it again because I don't even want my name mentioned in the third and the sixth for any type of anything. Those movies can die, and I wouldn't even know that. I will say this. I'd rather watch the third one than the sixth one. I, you know, I'll agree with it just because, you know, I, they're both so bad. (laughs) I, I, I can't, I I can't, I, I don't think I could ever watch the third one, and I don't think I could ever sit and watch the sixth one again, but I've repeatedly watched the first, second, fourth and fifth i think they're very fun i think my favorite death of the fourth just to give fourth some credit my favorite death in the fourth had to be where they cut out the guy's tongue and then dressed him up in their attire and sent him out and the women the most women empowered thing i've ever seen in this movie all come out and stab him to death not knowing that it was him yeah i yeah i think that that one was probably my favorite death scene because four was like if four was on tv i'd watch it it's just a splasher. It, <laughs> yeah, there's no like, if it's on TV, I'd watch it. I I, I respect that answer. Yeah. I do. I I but, think for me, I don't know if it's the same for you. Like being a horror enthusiast 
And I guess watching so many horror films and watching a lot that are very deep and have so much significance and symbolism, I think sometimes it's really nice to watch just some unsympathetic character types just getting brutally murdered by these like by it doesn't even matter who just getting murdered and just having a bunch of blood and guts and gore that you can just mindlessly watch with absolutely no expectation of the film oh, i think yeah. it works sometimes it, it, it does and that's one thing too where like i was trying to uh I, I was talking to someone about just like about terrifier or something like that in school mm -hmm. and, you know and because sometimes you just want to see a good slasher movie and that's one thing i do like about wrong turn is that I never really connected the dots between the old man until we started talking about it and, like, how they line up. Yeah, there's a story there, but do we really care that much? I think the directors know that, too. Yeah. And I think that as long as the audience understands that, there's a mutual acceptance of it. Yeah. And I think that's why the franchise has continued to grow as it is. Uh, but I hope that there's a, still a limit, even if the franchise is going well, I think there's still a limit where you have to just end things. Like, oh, it, yeah. it has to end. So I think this seventh installment, which most of the movies came out many years apart from each other. They were not, like, a back-to-back -back yeah. series. Yeah, I have it now. It was 2003, and then the second one didn't come out till 07. Mm -hmm. But then after that, the timeline is actually relatively close. It was 2003, 2007, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2014. So they were back to back. So that's why I do have the theory that I would say all of them past two, like three through six, I felt like weren't wrong turn scripts. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think they were mm -hmm. some, something else that they wanted to get a movie made. And they marked as long term because that that's what Miramax did a lot is they they did that so that that's what I think happened with it and yeah yeah that's what they said and they also talked about long term they said they said a lot of the same things like yeah there's a story there but they said as long as it looks cool and there's like a general thing goes we don't need that all the time which is what mm -hmm. I think Hatchet is and what I think I thought was very cool uh in the scripts i write i've always like native american stories and lineage with like the skulls and over the top headpieces mm -hmm. and one thing i didn't notice from this was so looking at the list now there's characters called ram skull wild boar skull deer skull wolf skull so i think it's equivalent to like you know three fingers like that but i remember in the trailer how one of the characters rose up wearing like a deer skull over them and like I'm a, sucker, I'm a sucker for that stuff like to me that's the coolest thing you can do in terms of wrong turn, like, is there anything you're hoping with this movie, or is there any other comments or anything else you'd like to say about the franchise? So, I will say this, the more that, like, I'm thinking about it, I, I kind of, I do have a little bit of hopes for wrong turn, uh, now that I saw that the first guy who wrote it also, like, the guy who wrote the first one was writing this one. I, I think I actually wouldn't mind it not being Cannibals in a way if it's a reboot. Um, I think it's either going to be great or it's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be... No in-between. I don't think it's going to be an in-between. That's fair. That's so, fair. I mean, it's called The Foundation. So I'm very curious what they mean by that and let's yeah, just see what happens with so, the um, So I'm very curious about how... Because it, it could be a pre. Well, I don't think it's going to be prequel. I think it's a complete reboot is what I'm understanding. Is it? Okay. Like I said, I love the Wrong Turn series. And I'm hoping that this movie 
you know, puts it to rest in the best possible way that it can. Yeah. But that's all I have to say on the franchise. I I love it. I think it's probably one of the funnest franchises out there. I don't know. I'm I'm just excited that we got to at least come on here and talk about it because I've been thinking about it for so long. Ever since the sixth movie came out, I swear to you from that day forward, I was like, I hope that they redeem themselves. Hope they redeem themselves. In 2020, they said they were going to release this movie with, but then COVID happened and they had to postpone it another year. And I didn't believe it. I was like, these are just fan fictions. It's not actually going to happen. That's what I thought happen. too. I, I didn't think they were going to, I didn't think they were going to do it. It's like we talked, it's actually, it's the last thing I'll say, it's probably one of this groundbreaking for what it was. There was nothing else like it. The closest thing you have is Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think it's remarkable in its own work. It has its flaws, but also has its benefits. But that's with any franchise you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So again, we're discluding the third and the sixth, but then those are lesson pieces that we have to take from as two people who want to make horror movies one day. Yeah. I think it's a good lesson to look at. Yeah, no, most definitely. I appreciate you coming on, Devin. I mean, thank you so much for having a talk with thank me. Thank you for inviting me. It was definitely <laughs> fun. We should, uh, we should do it again sometime for another series of your choosing. You pick the series next time and we'll do it. Okay. You keep me updated. I, cause I pick this one. Thank you so much, Devin, for coming on, and I hope to see you soon, and thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed, learned something, and tell me your thoughts on the franchise and what you expect from the seventh movie, and if you watch the seventh movie, what do you think? Where do you place it? What's your new ranking? So, everyone have a good day, and ciao now. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Devin.